the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. It's a season of fasting and praying, and we've been looking at the subject of prayer. Somebody say prayer. prayer. Say prayer. prayer. Increasingly, when I hear some people pray, sometimes I wonder whether they are Christians or they are fetish. Yeah, we, are, we are living in times where when somebody opens his mouth and they are praying, you can't really tell whether this one is a fetish or this is a Christian praying. Because... The last time I checked, when a Christian prays, his prayer was supposed to be enveloped in the love of God. But increasingly, we are living in times where Christians pray with venom and uh, <laughs> vengeance and all kinds of things. And I will leave that part for next month. But tonight, we want to continue on praying with resource. Somebody say praying with resource. Pray say praying with resource. Praying with results. There's a way that when we pray, we see results. And scripture is what guides us. You see, when you are a Christian, what makes you a Christian are two major things. One is the Holy Spirit living in you. And number two is the word of God guiding your life. Somebody say, I'm a Christian. When I respond to the Holy Spirit within and I respond to the word of God without. That's, that's what makes you a Christian. A Christian does not live his life for himself. You don't live because you feel like doing something. You live because the spirit of God leads you to do something. You live because the word of God instructs you to do something. That is what guides a Christian. So whatever you are doing, if it is not guided and governed by these two things, well, in spite of all the gymnastics that may come with this, so spiritual gymnastics so-called, that may come with it, that does not register with God. And it's the same thing. When your prayer life is not governed by scripture, when you pray prayers that cannot be sanctioned and authenticated by scripture, in spite of your energy, you are just wasting your time. That's why we need to learn how to pray with results. If I look chapter 11 and verse number 1, Jesus was praying. Luke chapter 11 verse 1, Jesus stood at a place and he was praying. But this time when he finished, look at that. It came to pass while as he was praying in a certain place, when he sees one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And John also taught his disciples. Teach us. Somebody say teach us. Teach us. Teach us. Teach us. Teach us. Teach us. Many years ago when I was a student, I read a book on prayer. I think by one of those renowned authors of prayer. And I think the opening chapter, he said, 
We can't teach people to pray. The easiest way to teach people to pray is to let them pray. Maybe in their time it was so. But in our days, if you ask people to pray, some of the things some of the people will say, you wonder whether they are calling on God or they are calling on Antoine Yama. The prayer programs that attract a lot of people in Africa, I can almost tell you most of them are not praying for global revival. They are praying for somebody to die around them. We have become witches in church clothes. Somebody say, call unto me. And I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things. Wait down, knowest not. You see, that you, you can decide to pray your emotion, your resentment, or your bitterness against someone in prayer. And you can also decide to take the high ground of praying what God's word is or says about a situation. I mean, if you're a Christian, really, <laughs> a Christian is, in fact, it was in Antioch, they were first called Christians. And the reason why they called them Christians was because they were Christ-like. No wonder they came to you and said, teach us to pray. We have seen the way you pray. And he taught them how to pray. Even if we just follow the pattern of Jesus' prayer, just let's follow the model prayer he prayed. I don't know how many of our prayers will qualify for that. How many of them? How many of them? Anyway, let's see. <laughs> Somebody say, pray with resource. When you pray with resource, you are simply praying with answers. God loves to hear us and he loves to answer us. Somebody say, God loves to hear me. And God loves to answer me. He's so much excited at hearing and answering you. That's why he wants you to speak the right way. Number one, we said if you are going to have resource in prayer, we must understand that God is our father. Somebody say God is my father. He's a creator of everyone, but he's a father to you. The creator of the heavens and the earth is your father. Somebody say God is my father. You see, that revelation must overwhelm your life. Most of the time, when we do good things, we feel our parents and our father is proud of us. And sometimes when we mess up, we feel that they don't want to identify with us. Well, in the natural, it can be like that. But in the spiritual, it's not like that. Praise God. And as much as God is delighted when we obey him, he doesn't love us less when we disobey him. That's what makes his love unconditional. Disobedience has a cost. As for that, there is obedience as a cause. There is no way you can't sin and sin for free. No, 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 no. The price for your eternal, the eternal punishment for sin for the believer has been paid for in Christ. The price for sin, eternal punishment for the believer has been paid by Christ. But the price for sin on the earth, you pay it yourself. Yeah, you need to understand that. You pay it yourself. You pay it yourself. You pay it yourself. It's, it's, it's. Settle. You pay it yourself. <laughs> I like the way your faces have changed. But that's what it is. Now listen. If you are a Christian and you steal somebody's goat, stealing a goat is bad. It won't take you to hell though. Yeah, because if stealing a goat takes you to hell, then you are going to heaven on your account of your holiness. By grace you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God. It's not of works lest any man should boast. Yeah, but you see, when the owner catches you, 
he will jail you. And if they sentence you to 10 years imprisonment, 10 years you will serve. You hear what I'm talking about? So you can't escape the early punishment. When the prodigal son went and messed up and messed up and messed up, he didn't cease to be a son. But he lost everything he had. By the time he came back, everything had gone out of him. You know, whatever the father had, he divided into two and gave. The Bible says he divided them his living. So he gave out to them. So the elder brother, he had his own portion with him. But the prodigal son had wasted all his. The relationship was restored. You can't stay with your father and be hungry. But his portion, his original portion that was given to him, we are not to the father gave it back to him. Party was thrown for him. They put a ring on him. But his original portion was not restored to him. So it's important we appreciate these things that we are sharing with you. So you have to understand that God is my father. Somebody say God is my father. Yeah, God is your father. God is your father. God is your father. You should never lose sight of the fact. God is your father. Never be afraid to come before God. He is your father. He's a loving father. He's a good father. And then we said, if you are going to be effective in prayer, we must know what to pray for. Somebody say, what to pray for? Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. He says, likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities, for we do not know what. So there is what? Somebody say, there is what? There is what? There is what we must. We do not know what we should pray for, as we ought to. There is what to pray for. There is a why to pray, and there is what to pray, and there is how to pray. There is whom to pray. Some of the petitions and supplications, when people present them, <laughs> and sometimes I think that God sits in heaven and is asking, to whom is this prayer directed? <laughs> because <laughs> the enchantment and the invocation and the curses evolve. They call it imprecatory prayers. That is the, the Psalms. The Psalms that have to let them die. Let the father be childless. <laughs> they call it imprecatory Psalms. God is wondering, wow, what has happened? <laughs> Listen, when somebody does something against you, there is a scriptural way to deal with it. If you can't deal with it that scriptural way, don't come and disturb God <laughs> in prayer with those things. Somebody say, there's what to pray for. There is what to pray for. You see, most of the time, when a lot of people do the wrong thing for a long time, it looks like it's the right thing. It looks like it's the right thing. It looks like that. What I'm saying, I know it's not popular for people who are into prayer. I mean, people do well. There are people who almost every night from 12 midnight to this thing, they wake up and pray with certain people on radio. And I wish they were praying for the revival of the city. I wish they were praying for the salvation of the city. The kind of prayers people like Charles Finney and uh, John Knox them prayed. I mean, if we were our generation were, were praying the same kinds of prayer, our world would be turned around. Somebody said there's what to pray for. So what do we pray for in scripture? Amongst many things, one, we must pray for our own desires. God is interested in meeting your desires. Somebody said God is interested in meeting my desires. Yeah. One of the things about me is that I always tell people what I want and I desire. Even if you can't meet it, know it. Yeah, know it. Have standards. Somebody say have standards. Have standards. Yeah, have standards. standards. When you don't have standards, anybody at all, people will just treat you anyhow. Have standards. I will always tell you. If you can't meet it, leave it. 
But I will not bring it down and say, I like this one. When I know in my heart, I don't like it. It's hypocrisy. No, 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 no. I don't like it. Even if I can afford it, this is what I like. And I will not steal to buy it. I will wait for my time. When the money comes, I will go and get what I want. You see, don't, don't just accept anything. Lazarus sat by, the Bible said he was desiring crumbs, and crumbs he had. Most of the time that people tend to think that he was just poor. His poverty began with his desire. He desired crumbs. Crumbs, that's all. If you go to the book of Luke, he said he sat at the rich man's table desiring the crumbs that fell from the table. He was just desiring the crumbs. Luke, give me Luke. I think Luke chapter 16 or so. He was just desiring the crumbs. May you not desire crumbs. Desire is powerful. Somebody say desire is powerful. Desire. Because even when you don't have desire, you are not ready to pray. Whatsoever ye desire. When you pray, desire for God will bring you into prayer. Desire to know God. Desire to be a blessing to people will bring you into prayer. Desire to have your needs met will bring you into prayer. Desire to be a blessing. So your own desire. Somebody say my own desires. Number two is we must pray for all men. We saw that last night. Pastor James took us through that. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1 to 4. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. We will just continue in the same place today. Therefore I exhort. I exhort that first of all. Supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. Somebody say all men. Say all men. Okay, that's it. All men. And when you go down, all men is also repeated. Verse 4. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Pray for all men because God desires all men to be saved. Somebody say pray for all men. You see, you are a global citizen. And your global citizenship must manifest in your prayer approach. Many Christians are localized in their prayers. Their prayer never travels. They are looking for British visa to travel to UK, but their prayer has not traveled to Vietnam. Even Togo here, their prayer has never traveled there. When the Bible says, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in the uttermost part of the earth, he was not just talking about going there physically just to preach, but you influence the place for Christ's sake. And we can do that. I mean, there were people, early missionaries, who prayed revivals into nations they themselves never went to. Are you with me tonight? So we have to pray for all men. Somebody say pray for all men. Pray for all men. Pray for all men. men. When you say thy kingdom come, how would the kingdom come? Those of us who are believed, it is in us. Those of us, those who are yet to believe, how how would the kingdom come? Through the gospel. He says, First of all, somebody say, first of all. Prayer should be made for all men. Then we want to continue. Verse 2. I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Number two, for kings and all who are in authority. So we have to pray for what? Kings. The last time I checked, God was not calling us to become Trini Jonas on Facebook. Praise the Lord. Where we read, he didn't say insult kings and those in authority. Is that what is there? That's not what is there. 
So if you have ever shared a light, anything like that, ask for repentance and mercy. Praise the Lord. For kings, I think you wrote that. First of all, intercession, prayer be made for all men, and insults be dished out to kings and all those in authority. That's what is there. You see, that's what I'm saying that, you see, when you are a Christian, you don't follow frustrations to misbehave. Because I'm frustrated, then you begin to, ah, no, no. In frustration, that is when your Christianity must really show off. That's when we should really see. For kings and all those who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. All godliness. He says, first of all, we should pray for all men. We should pray for kings. Somebody say for kings. When he talks about kings, he's talking about civic leaders. Honor the king in the book of Peter. He's talking about civic leaders. Political leaders. The president of a nation, parliamentarians, and ministers of state. All of such people are uh, traditional rulers. Otumfo is in that category. Pray for such people. Pray for such people. Pray for such people. The Bible said we should pray for them. Somebody say pray for them. That is our mandate. Our mandate is to pray for them. We have a civic responsibility on election day to vote for the one we like. But after we have voted, our spiritual responsibility is to pray ceaselessly for them. Somebody say I have a spiritual responsibility. To pray ceaselessly for kings. Then he says, those in positions of authority, and those in positions of authority, don't take your mind too far. If you are married, your husband is in a position of authority over you. I don't see how a woman can disrespect the husband if she is seriously praying for the man. It's not possible. It's not possible. And the woman who is disrespecting the husband perpetually is not likely to be a woman who prays for the man. It's not possible. Those who are in positions of authority, and the husband is one. Your boss in the office is one. The one you like, the one you don't like. The one from your tribe, the one not from your tribe. All of those people are people who matter. In the school, the teacher is in a position of authority. (laughs) In the church, the pastor is in the position of authority. At the cell, the family shepherd is in the position of authority. And the Bible says, pray for such people. Somebody say, I will pray pray for the right things. Say, I will pray pray for the right things. (laughs) Because if I look at what our Bible teaches us and what we do, (laughs) I don't know whether it's because we think our way is better Or the way of Christ looks too simplistic. No wonder Paul said, lest uh, you be uh, deceived through the simplicity in the gospel. When it's like this, it looks like it's too simple. These are are the things. Papa, raise some powerful prayer topic. Yeah. There are people who even think that, no, no. This church, we don't pray in anything. Yeah. Because the... The kind of prayer topics that they are used to, that's not the one we do here. I remember a gentleman came to me. He says, this church, he doesn't like the way we pray. I said, really? How do you want us to pray? He said, we have to pray with a lot of energy. (laughs) 
I said, number one, that is not what determines whether or not prayer will be answered. Number two, you are unemployed. You are at home. You stay in the house all day, and then when it's service time, you get up and come to church. So you have not done any active work in the day. You have a lot of energy. People have gone through the week tired. Sometimes people even come. And standing is a difficulty for them, and they have tried to come. And he should be shouting and breaking his... You see, you are foolish. You are foolish. Yeah, because, you see, that God will hear you is not in the length of your prayer, neither in the uh, shims that come with the... Uh, no, no, it's not, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Somebody say, pray for those in authority. For kings. And there are three reasons why we should be, do this. One, because they are God's appointees. Somebody say they are God's appointees. Those in authority are God's appointees. Oh, pastor, I didn't vote for them. Well, God appointed them to be there. There is no one who can be a leader of a nation if God does not permit him. If you like, go and ask Nebuchadnezzar. There is no one who can be a leader of a nation. The nations belong to God. The Bible said the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So nobody can occupy any space on the planet unless God gives him. That's why your Bible, and my Bible says, a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from where? Above! Including political offices. There are some people who, at the time they wanted to be president, if they had become, maybe Ghana would have been something else. So you need to appreciate that God controls the seasons and the times. Nebuchadnezzar lent it when he became an animal. And he, listen, my life is said that I'm a student of life. I observe, whether from scripture or from natural life, and I learn. A lesson somebody learned after he became an animal, I'd rather learn it so I don't never become an animal. The moment, you see, somebody did this and he became an animal. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want that attack. I will try my best by the grace of God not to do it. So they are divine appointees. Somebody say God's appointees. Yeah. When the president appoints this person, he appoints that person. It is after God appointed him, he had the power to appoint someone. Nebuchadnezzar said, I know that the most high do rule in the affairs of men. And he give it to whomsoever he wills. And it wasn't a church. It wasn't a ministry. It was a political office. He messed up. Nebuchadnezzar didn't need uh, an impeachment process. No, God just took him. He didn't need an impeachment process. That, that would have taken a long time. You see, if Christians, the kind of authority and power we have, if we, we genuinely exercise this authority in prayer, we will never join any demonstration, and yet the nation will be listening to us. The way we go, we will not. We will not. The way of Christ is not the way of demonstrations. The way of Christ is the way of prayer. On your knees, you can change people in higher offices. Somebody is troubling you in the office and you are, you are worried and <laughs> you are trying to do something to... No, 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 no. Lord, what is in this I must learn? There are people you are praying that God kills... And God actually planted them to make you fine for your next phase. Somebody said they are God's appointees. Yeah, yeah.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Romans chapter 13, verse 1. He said, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no, somebody said there is no. There is no authority except from God. So anybody who has any place of authority had it from God. He had it from God. Anybody, anybody. If you don't learn to respect people in positions of authority, God will never bring you into a place of authority. You will never come to any prominent place of authority. And even if you ever find yourself, you'll be frustrated until you let it go. It's too straight. There is no authority. That's why a woman who will not submit to the authority of her husband will have problem. Crisis upon crisis. She will never know what it means to have a loving home, a peaceful home. No, 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 no. There is no authority because, you see, you cannot disrespect God and come and pretend to be praying to God. It doesn't work. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. And when you keep my commandment, you don't need to pray. The law of God has been set in motion in such a way that when you obey his commandment, the, your obedience to God's commandment is a prayer insurance already. Praise the Lord. That's what he says. There is no authority. Except, and the authorities that exist are what? Appointed by, by the people. By democracy. But appointed by God. So when we go and cast our ballot and then we choose somebody and at the end of the day, they, they say this one has won. You would think that we chose the person, but actually God appointed the person. Praise the Lord. God appointed. Even if there is rigging, if God doesn't allow it, nobody can rig. And after somebody has rigged successfully, if God does not intervene, somebody will fight back and there will be war. So they, they, you see, there is no face of it that God is out. Number two, rulers are God's servants. Somebody say they are servants. Uh-huh. Rulers are God's servants. They are God's servants. One, they are appointed by him. Number two, they are God's servants. They are God's servants. The King James says they are ministers. Go to uh, verse three and four. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Now, this is very important. They are not a terror to what? But to When you are driving and a police officer is on the road and you know you are not over speeding, you don't have a problem. Abi? Yeah, you don't have a problem. Or if there is traffic and most of the cars are on the traffic, you decided to pass by. When the police officer stops you, your heart will beat. And the reason why your heart is beating is not because the police officer is looking for you. It's because now you are afraid. And the reason why you are afraid is because of your evil works. The Bible says rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. The reason why you are afraid is because of evil. Somebody say evil. evil. That's what they are. He said, do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have the praise from the same. Verse 4. Look at this. Let's read verse 4 together. He said, for he is God's minister. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. He's God's what? He is God's minister. <laughs> he is God's minister. <laughs> he is God. When you see a police officer, he's God's minister. 
that's who he is. <laughs> yeah. Because he's collecting one Ghana or two Ghana. Now it's five cities. Even if he collects ten, after he has collected, he's still God's minister. He's still God's minister. <laughs> he is God's minister. Now listen, can you imagine a world without police? Now just, just think about it for a moment. Even now with their presence, see the things that are happening. Now imagine a world without police. That's what the Bible is saying. He's God's minister. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister. An avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. The New Living Translation says, For their authorities are God's servants. Sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid. For they have a power to punish. Somebody see the power to punish. Yeah, civil authorities, we need to pray for them. They have the power to punish. And when they punish, some things happen. It's because they have the power to punish. That is why the third point will be very relevant. And if some, some people did some things in the world and you brought them to me, I'll punish them. I'm a pastor. My job is not to punish. Somebody has gone to rob a bank and he has come to confess to me. <laughs> Mine is not to tell the police about it. That's not my job. No, don't be looking at me with an attitude because that's not my job. That's not my job. Whatever made him to come and tell me could not have come from the police. Whatever would let him come and confide in me should be spiritual. He has gone to kill somebody and he has come to tell me. Then I'll now go. Officers, go for him. No, no, no. We will pray differently. I know I'm saying some things today. Yeah, but you, some of you understand them in some 10 years from now. Somebody said they are God's servants. So if you have done anything, come on. <laughs> so number one, we need to pray for kings and those in authority. Number one, because they are what? God's appointees. Two, they are God's servants or ministers. Number three, because our quality of life can be adversely affected by their decisions. Somebody say our quality of life. Say our quality of life can be adversely affected by their decisions. Do you know that the world is ruled by decisions? Now, your own life is ruled by decisions. Where you are today is the sum total of all the decisions you made yesterday. Where you are at 30 or at 40 or at 50 is the sum total of all the decisions you've been making the past 40 or 50 years. That's what has brought you to where you are. And if you are going to move any better, you are going to go to any direction better, it is all predicated on the decisions you are making today. Now listen, decisions are so powerful. They are so what? Powerful. They are powerful. Powerful. Super powerful. One decision brought a man who was super rich to abject poverty. One decision. And one decision also turned his fortunes around. Father, give me my goods. I want to travel. That wrong decision. He lost everything. But another decision, I will go back to my father and I will say, it changed everything. Decisions are powerful. And anybody who makes decisions over you must be somebody you pray constantly about. Pray for. Pray for. 
pray for. Pray for your husband. His decisions affect you. Yes, pray for your husband. I can't pray for a man who does this, who does this. Then it will not stop. <laughs> Look at what the Bible says. First Timothy 2. It says, Therefore, I exhort the first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all those that we may lead. Somebody say, We may lead a quiet and what? Peaceable life in all godliness. So, the kind of, he said, the quality of life. Both, in fact, uh, the quality of our spiritual life can even be affected by the diseases of our leaders. Civic leaders, I mean. The quality. The quality. I mean, Ukraine has mega auditoriums now. Mega, mega auditoriums. The largest church in Europe is in Ukraine. Yeah. Sunday are the largest church. It's the largest church in Europe. And there are many other churches like that. One man's decision. What you see going on in Eastern Europe is a product of one man's decision. One leader's decision. See, we don't have to vote. You can vote to bring a party to power. You can vote to bring a person to office. But <laughs> he doesn't need your vote to do the next thing that can bring chaos and confusion to you. He doesn't need your vote. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. The whole power in Ghana is vested in one man. His name is Nana Adodankwa Akufuado. <laughs> is that not his name? Yeah. Nana Adodankwa Akufuado. <laughs> one wrong decision by that man. He said, ah, this MPC, NDC, MPP man. No, it's not MPP. When it makes a decision, one negative wrong decision, we will all suffer. NDC MPP will suffer. That's why the Bible says, when you are a Christian, forget about your party. Forget about this green color, MPP, or snow engineer. No. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your leaders. If there is curfew, we won't be here. Thank God for online. Online is not like this. Online is never like this. There is always a difference. There will always be a difference because that is God's original plan. It makes all things work together for our good. That's why we have online. But his original plan, let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Assembling of ourselves. Assembling of ourselves. Not us to be commenting and liking on a tablet. No. Let's assemble ourselves together. The Bible said, The heart of a king. I wrote here, I said, How our leaders rule and govern can be greatly influenced by our continuous intercessions and prayers for them. How our leaders rule and govern. But you see, unfortunately, we live in a generation where people are more quick to talk than they are to pray. Do you know? Yeah, we like to talk. Social media has given us a lot of negative habits. The habit of talking and commenting about foolish things. The habit of uh, not reflecting about issues before we put our mind on it. One day, let me close with this. There was one king by the name of David. He counted all the men in the nation. 
The Bible said, in fact, it's interesting how the Bible puts it. Let's look at 2 Kings. My time is almost up and I'm closing. 2 Samuel 24, verse 1 to 4. And again, the anger of the Lord. Now, please look at this. The anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. I don't know whatever they did that made God angry. But the Bible said, God's anger was aroused against Israel. And he moved David against them to say. Did you see? He moved what? David against them. Their leader. Their leader. So, somebody who is supposed to be, be an agent of progress became an agent of destruction. So, when you are not praying, and <laughs> he moved them against. Go number Israel. That's a decision. He said, go number Israel. It was, it was a, this obsession. Let's take over Ukraine. Let's take over Ukraine. An obsession. You can't simply tell. Verse 2. The Bible says, so the king said to Joab, the king, now may the Lord your God. So Joab said to the king, commander of the army, who was with him, now go throughout all the tribes of Israel from Dan to Bathsheba and count the people that I may know the number of the people. God has never been interested in knowing the number because he was their warrior, their warlord. In the book of Deuteronomy, he told them, he said, when you are going to battle and you see your horses and the people more than you, don't think about it because I don't deal with number. I'm the Lord that God, I'll go with you and fight your battles for you, so don't count number. Satan moved, he said, I want to know how strong our army is. What is the strength of the Israeli army? How many soldiers? How many weapons do we have? Counted all of that. Now verse number 3. He says, And Joab said to the king, Now may the Lord your God add the people a thousand times. Now, you see, for a leader to even listen to counselors around him, it takes prayer. It takes prayer! It takes prayer. It's not every leader that has foolish people around him. Because in Ghana here, if you are a president, the constitution, the way it's designed, is designed that you put council of state. And council of state, you are not just uh, left on your own to choose. There's a certain guideline. There's who can be chosen to be part. And I tell you, all of them are designed in such a way that even if you, are, you want to choose foolish people, some of them will be wise. And one wise person can save a whole nation. One wise person. But when the final August says, wisdom day is that, wisdom no day is that, we no go take. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, the military man to, listen, you are in charge, we understand you, but <laughs> what do you need them for? He said, may the Lord add to the people a hundred times more than they are. And may the eyes of the Lord, the king see it. But why does my Lord desire this thing? Some foolish things they come into the heart of leaders. You can't tell. Praise the Lord. He said, Why do you want to do it? David had no reason. So listen to what he told him. The Bible says he couldn't convince him. Verse 4. He said, Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed. The king's word to what? The king's word to what? Prevail. Why? Because what the word of a king is power. The king's word prevailed against Joab. Wise counsel, but we won't take it. Smart one, we are not using it. No, I'm in charge here. I'm in charge here. I mean, all the things that are going on in the nation, I don't think that in a nation of about 30 million people, we don't have sound. I mean, Ghanaians manage economies for the world at huge levels. 
Our economy is too small to suffer crisis and we are lacking brains to sort it out. But if people will be tagged with political colors and they will not be allowed to function, how can things work? Sound economists in Ghana are not only in NPP, neither are they only in NDC. So we should be able to grow as a nation to come to a place where when it comes to certain decisions, parties aside, the best brains must be assembled to take decisions on matters. But no. Say, so what do you desire it? And when you look at verse 10, God responded. Look at verse 10. Listen, let me read this to you. It will help you to appreciate it better. Then I'll close. I was supposed to do four, uh, some other things, but I think that... He said, David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. After he finished so. And he burned him snare too late. After he... The Bible said, So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. But now, I pray you, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done foolishly. Very foolishly. God said, David, this was the thing that David used to bribe God. If there was one thing David knew to do, he knew how to repent. Praise the Lord. He knew. David, David, you, you won't bring David under conviction, then he will argue. Defend himself. You just confess. Listen, listen. <laughs> I lift up my hands. I surrender all. Look at verse number 11. God said, David, I've heard you. Verse 11, let's, let's go quickly. <laughs> when the, David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet, God, David's here, saying, <laughs> so, the outcomes, you know, the outcomes, the outcomes. <laughs> God tell David, that says the Lord, I offer you three things. Now, follow the three things. I offer you three things. <laughs> Somebody said decisions have outcomes. Choices have consequences. He says, choose one for yourself that I may do it to you. Now listen, if you read it, when you read it, the, the phraseology will make it look, I want you to really, the connection between him and leadership is what I want you to see. He said, choose one for yourself that I may do it to you. But you realize that it was not to him. So God said to David and told him, he said, Shall seven years of famine come to you in your land? Now, was David the only person in the land? Okay. Shall you flee three months before your enemies? If anybody is fleeing, David, the guards will be around David. So he's not likely to be the one who is going to suffer all of that. While they pursue you, or shall there be three days plague in the land? Now consider and see what answer I shall take back to him who sent me. Wow. Verse 14. Look at this. David said to God, he knew how to get God. He said, I'm in great distress. Please let us fall into the hand of the Lord. For his mercies are great. But do not let me fall into the hand of man. Three choices. Three choices. If he has to be chased by men, he's in the hands of men. He said, shall I send a plague? He said, then, let it go. Now listen. <laughs> Look at verse 15. 15. So the Lord sent what? A plague upon Israel from the morning to the appointed time. From Dan to Beersheba. 70,000 men of the people did what? Was David part of them? 
That's why you must pray for. Oh, all of this is, hey, and people are on radio sometimes, foolish Christians. If they wreck this election, fire will break out in Ghana. Don't be a fool. When fire comes, those in the high offices, they may not be affected. <laughs> he said, pray for them that you may lead a peaceable and quiet life in all godliness and honesty. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Listen. The day you are a politician is the day of voting. When you finish, live your life as a Christian. You are a politician on the day of election. Yeah. Because on the day of election, you don't vote for a monkey. You vote for somebody. One party. And may the Lord help us. May the grace and the wisdom to pray right be upon us. Stand on your feet and begin to thank God. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.